I'm Dr. Gene Hemsler, and you're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. For more than 25 years, my associates and I have been providing straightforward, no-nonsense advice for your financial questions. Email us at drgene at hemsler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, April 11th, 2020. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...more essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Greed. ...in the dollar... ...it's a late rally on Wall Street... ...too big to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Monitor. Monitor. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most-respected money show on radio. I'm Troy Harmon, here again with none other than... We're back to almost close to Dollar Bill. Almost. We're getting there. Almost. Dollar Bill, Laco, yeah. and none other I'm than our founder and... Uh, 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 all around smart guy, Dr. Mentor, right, all those wonderful things. Yeah, I didn't have a trumpeter. I would have played it there. I, I, was, been it. I was going to go with old the man. Golf the other day, <laughs> the guy person stayed ten feet away, not six. Oh yeah. <laughs> Say, I didn't know you were alive until I heard you on radio. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's still around. Yeah, we got to dust him off every once in a while. That's yeah. right. This know, is, when there's this a good is... crisis, we bring out the, <laughs> bring out the guru. <laughs> you talking about my personal life in crisis? <laughs> well, yeah. that's a whole other issue. Okay. That's it a was, different um, segment. We had to climb the mountain to find him, but there he is. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Gene. All right, guys. The uh, market has given us a little bit back lately. Um, over the last few days, we have seen an increase, which, uh, you know, it is... It's it's not been forever since we saw that. In fact, most of the time, that's what we do see. Uh, but I think we're up like 1.5%. We're still kind of flopping back and forth. We'll have uh, a good day here, and it takes a little back. Now we're up 2.93%, and uh, on the week, energy is up 10%. That's the big leader. Um, <clears throat> as we talked last week, it uh, looked absolutely unsustainable, the prices that we were seeing in crude oil. They're still really low by historic uh, uh, comparison, around 26 bucks a barrel for oil. Uh, I think everyone has filled up every bucket they've got, and uh, they've decided that they're going to back off on a little bit of production. Uh, it still has not given us a good price where they've uh, worked through a lot of that oversupply that was created by Saudi Arabia showing us just how much they can pump uh, and not use in a short period of time. But Troy, uh, yeah. I, I'm, get, I'm getting watching uh, the news and stuff. I'm getting mixed things. Have has Saudi Arabia and uh, Russia have an agreement? Uh, what Russia seems to be saying is they never increased production, they never reduced production, but they're not going to change. So Saudi Arabia has taken that as a signal that. Uh, <laughs> I think whether it's true or not, they've decided that uh, that's all the sign they needed. So I think they're cutting production. But I think it's honestly, Gene, as much as anything, uh, it's the fact that they got no place to put any more oil, and the <laughs> demand globally is way down. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's a 
Gas is cheap, and there's nowhere to go. Exactly. You know, I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I rode by the same store on Cherokee Street in Kennesaw. It's about $25, isn't it? $1.35, yeah, oh, which yeah. is dirt cheap. Um, and, um, you know, anybody that don't take advantage of that here and there probably uh, uh, ought to to do that. If you've got any need to use gasoline, a lot of folks are just staying at home, and uh, I think you ought to do what makes you feel most comfortable, especially if you can work from home. Most of our employees at Hensler Financial are doing just that. But, um, you know, it, it is definitely, for the consumer, uh, an awesome opportunity to get out and get you some cheap gas if you've got a need for it or an empty tank. It's just not going to have the economic impact it's it's had in the past. That's true, yeah, because... Because in the past, it was like a tax cut. Correct. And it would put money in people's pockets. It's not having really any any economic effect now. Exactly. Yeah. So the worst performing sector over the past week, utilities, believe it or not, uh, down 0.57%, but they've been a long-term leader for quite a while now. If you look over the last, uh, well, year-to-date... Consumer staples are the top performer. Our, um, this is through the 7th of April. Um, S&P 500 is down 17%. Consumer staples down 9%. Energy, which has been the big leader over the last week, is the big laggard. If you look longer term, 45.5% lower. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, we've got a lot of numbers there. Um, it's easy to get lost in numbers, but I, I do think that it's probably worth Worth mentioning, um, Bill, you've probably had lots of conversations like this in the past week, but uh, I did have one with a, a client who was worried. You know, you, you hear on television, yeah, the market's down, it's going up a little bit, it's probably going to go down again, should I sell now? And uh, to me, you know, I look at history and, and think about uh, what I would be doing right now. If you, if you go back to the tech bubble days, we're talking about 2000. March 24th of 2000 was the top of the market prior to the tech bubble bursting. And um, if you bought on that day, exactly, you, you took all of your money, right, and put it in the market. What was your return? Your return through today, with the the down uh, market that we've seen, would still be about four and a half percent or 121 percent higher than we were at that point. Now think about what you're dealing with there. 37 times earnings, the price to earnings ratio was 37. Long-term average is about 16 and a half. Where we are today is about 17 and a half. So, uh, so the bottom line is chances of you have putting all of your money in the market on that day is zero if you'd been a client of ours. That's correct, that's correct. Because okay. you would have so dollar, dollar You would have been buying up to that price and you've been buying down from that price. Exactly. And when you buy at the high price, you get fewer shares. You buy at the lower price, obviously, you're using a similar amount of money. So, what so was you the rate of more return? shares. 4.5%. Annualized? Annualized. Over that period of time. Over that period of time. Can, can you find a bond, uh, the safe bet right now, that gives you 4.5%? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. And if you did, you would have to take significant risks. You would have to be buying junk, right. which generally tends to, to operate as the equities market anyway. So uh, reality is you can uh, you can invest your money in the All stock right. market and, and, for long and, term. And, uh, we talked before on, uh, we were got on air about if we would have bought at the peak 
of the financial crisis. Yeah, absolutely. So if you would have bought at the peak of the financial crisis, that would have been October uh, 9th of 2007, you would make 6.5%, 6.57% per year uh, for 121.5% return on your investment. So, so the bottom line, if you would have bought at the ridiculously high point in the tech bubble, and bought at not the ridiculously high, but the at the top of the market at the Great Recession. Correct. You end up with six and a half percent. That's correct. Yeah, annualized. So, and so, so the minute you start dollar cost averaging over this period of time, that rate of return jumps. And we're, we're, and we're talking to today, aren't we, Troy? When the market that is, is yes. down, how much? Yes, eighteen percent, seven, a little over seventeen percent. Okay, so I mean. Um, this is the argument we've always made. If you've got 10 years to put it into the market, dollar cost average in, is that it's, it's pretty much impossible to lose money. There's nothing for sure in life. But we do know that if we put it into the market, we, we really have to have nerves of steel. That's true. There's a lot of volatility in equities. And, and, and you can't be buying at the top and putting all your money in one time, and you can't be selling at the top all at one time. It's impossible to do. Right. Now, Dr. Gene, there's a concept that we've talked about as well, and that's that's uh, dividends. We love dividend-paying stocks, right? Um, the S&P 500 dividend on the whole index uh, at the first of the year was 1.8%. That's the yield from dividends. Today, right. it's 2.28%. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but over the periods that I just mentioned, from uh, March 24th of 2000, the price appreciation through today is about 74%. So you're getting about 75%, almost 80% more hey, Troy, just from the dividend. 2.2 sounds pretty good to me when 10-year when treasuries are yielding 0.7. True. And 30-year treasuries are yield 1.3. Right. And, and, think and those of this. are fixed. They're never going to go up. You buy them today, and you hold them for 30 years. It's 1.3. Annually, exactly. You, you buy you buy a $1,000 worth of common stocks to pay a dividend of 2.2, a bunch of different companies. We know what happens is that the dividend goes up. And the price generally goes up. And we don't care if the price goes up. That's correct. But because all we have is rather than staying at... 2.2% on our investment, it is going to increase over time. Exactly. So, you know, the, the thing that you have to think about is the, uh, the long-term uh, approach that we take, uh, just like I said, from uh, March of 2000, uh, about 74% of that 120, 157% rather, uh, is is dividend so you got 74% in price appreciation and and another 83% in dividend uh, paying yeah. you and historically if you take in the dividends and reinvested in those dividend paying stocks yeah the return just skyrockets that's exactly right and that's that's what I'm saying here you know you got 74% in price appreciation the concept of averaging over time gives you 157% just by reinvesting well, it, it, it appears to me that what we want to say is now's not the time to sell. Correct. Now is probably the time to c continue to invest in quality stocks and for right now for ones that pay dividends. Absolutely. It's pretty easy. 
I don't know why people hire us, you know? <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, they just go out and do this themselves. Yeah, well, well, we'll talk about that when we come back from this oh, break, Gene. I, ever the pitch man. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. There you go. All right, well, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll talk some more finance. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. economy we've ever had and then one day you have to close it down in order to defeat this enemy when, when things, things go, wrong, go wrong knowledge is his power this is money talks we're back you're listening to money talks i'm troy Harmon here with dollar bill laco we're going to just leave it at dollar bill i think <laughs> it it helps a lot it it's drives not quite a dollar out. but yeah, it's almost, almost a dollar bill. Almost, almost a dollar bill. There oh, we go. Yeah, I like that. And uh, Dr. Gene Hensler, Doc, you out there? I am. I, I just ended up that last segment with saying, why in the world does anybody need our advice? I mean, for Pete's sakes, we just said how easy it was to do. Oh, yeah. The bill, you ever trying to promote our business? <laughs> yeah. What do you have to say to that? Shameless self-promotion. By the way, <laughs> you can reach us at 770-429-9166. Oh, That's 770-429-9166. Or you can go to Hensler.com, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com, and uh, you can click on the experts link and uh, ask a question, and we're, we'll be happy to help you. Absolutely. Um, the reason why, Gene, pretty, pretty simply is the, the emotions get in the way. You know, it's if you think about it from a pragmatic standpoint of view, you've always said it, um, but I think a lot of people don't understand it till times like this. It's not our money. So you're allowed to be emotional about your money, Gene, and who manages your money? You. Right. And I have someone in our firm who manages my money. And I have somebody that manages mine. Right. All, because when you're, you know, we're all human, so when we look at our statement and it's down 30%, you kind of go, <clears throat> well, what about this and what about that? <laughs> and, and even we do the same thing when we're watching, you know, shows and looking at earnings reports and whatever. And you're just, you know, well, I think I'm smarter than that guy, so I'm going to try this. Yeah. And the reality is that we're not smarter than that guy. And when yeah. you try that, you know, because you think you're going to time it one way or the other, it just causes problems where you're just better off writing it out. And most people don't have the mental stamina to do that. And I yeah. don't mean that they're stupid. I don't mean that at all. Oh, just, it's the last thing in the world. Right. I, I think the smarter people think they are, the more they have a tendency to want to sell on, sell, you know, to, to uh, sell low and buy high. Yeah. Because they've done all the analysis and, you know, it's what, you know, paralysis by analysis. Yeah, and you have the television squawking in one ear as well, which well, uh, I mean, look, doesn't I, help. I, you know, I'm not dogging Jim Cramer, but, I mean, he'll tell you exactly what happened tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He'll tell me what happened today, tomorrow, which, right. I mean, I get it. But, and, and my I mean, point is, if Cramer was so rich, why would he be on TV? Yeah. Well, strangely well, enough, there are people that track his recommendations and his record well, is not too good. Well, I, I mean, again, I'm not, not dogging him. Kramer. I'm not you know, dogging him. I'm not. I'm really not. I, I didn't mean to get you know get, get on the kick on Kramer. So no, much, no. I mean, it's just, just I, he's a great, great entertainer. Absolutely. And he's 
knowledgeable about all the information on the stock market, but he doesn't manage a lot of money that I know of. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm, yeah. I, I just think the biggest thing, Bill, is, is that uh, we've spent years and years and years, and I spent many years looking at what worked for the average investor. And we found a, it's not a miracle system. We're totally brilliant. It's just a common sense approach to managing money, given the facts of history. And it works and it has continued to work. And that the problem is people get in the way. Yeah. It's our, our of their own success. Yeah. That, Bill, the reason that you use somebody else to manage yours, just as you said, uh, no matter how much you know about human emotion, you are still prone to follow it. Yes. And and the, the system that we've put together is absolutely one that removes you from the emotional need to make a decision. Uh, we talked about it last week. Uh, one of the active decisions that we always encourage is do nothing. Right. It is definitely an active decision. And we've put together a 10-year rule where you put your money on the sidelines uh, away from the volatility of the equities market for times just like this. So you don't make a crazy decision because you're afraid you're going to lose your last dime and have to eat cat food. Or you need the money. Right. That's the worst. Yeah, the worst thing in the world is to need the money and the market's down 18%, 20%, 50%, yeah. 40%. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, and if you've done, if you've done, caught in that situation, if you've done proper planning, that would not happen. Yes. And proper planning doesn't require. Uh, I was sitting with a potential client not too long ago, and I was explaining how the ten-year rule works. If you think about it, it's 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 not any more hard than uh, it's not harder than than you got so much income coming in, you minus your spending, and you either have positive or negative cash flow. Right. right? It's, I mean, you know how much you bring in, you know how much you spend. It's not complicated. If you have a negative cash flow, well, you got to make up the difference somewhere. So you're either going right. to cut your expenditures, or you got to increase your income. And if you can't do either one of those, then you got to pull it from your portfolio. Right. And that's the amount of money that has to be sitting in fixed, safe, secure investments. And, Correct. And in this interest rate environment, you're just going to have to hold your nose. That's right. <laughs> that's that's <clears throat> personally for the last thirty years, I've had her. Hold my nose. <laughs> <laughs> With fixed income, yeah. The, the, well, I don't know. There was a time. I remember you know, working for you way back in the basement when hey, they would hey, come hey, in with hey, T-bills hey, that are where it's hey, 18%. Yeah. Bill? Yes, sir. I used to be able to say it could only go to zero. Yeah. But you know what? You can get a negative <laughs> return in the story. You know, well, that's market. true. But, but, promised but be honest. Be honest, Gene. You don't have to take a negative return. Just because no. some people out there are willing to doesn't mean you have to. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, last time I checked, you could just stick it in a money market at the bank. It's not negative. That's true. So yeah. Yeah. you don't have to do that. Anyway, so, Gene, I, I wanted to kind of catch up. You know, last week we had uh, Pete O'Hearn on yes. uh, from Coastal States Bank. And, and uh, first of all, I want to give a big shout-out to them because we worked – all weekend long on filling out our PPP application for here. And, you know, <laughs> anyone who's filled it out knows the rules are changing on the fly. You know, you submit one form and then they need 12 others. And it's not, that's not a dig at the banks. I think it's more of a dig at the, uh, 
Treasury Department and probably the SBA. Um, I well, imagine the SBA was ill prepared for this, and everybody admits that. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, again, and, 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 and no one geared up for this kind of onslaught yeah. either. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily their fault per se, yeah. but it's it's certainly not your banker's fault. Um, but I will say this: that I mean, at this point, you know, a lot of people are getting approved for the loan, but no one's received any money yet um, because they're having problems with the loan docs. <laughs> So it, it'll be interesting to see um, if they get that fixed this week. or I would suspect you know, funding should start this week, but I don't know for sure when. Um, but there was an interesting dilemma that has occurred, and, and um, I'm, I'm sure I'm glad that we don't own Wells Fargo. But, you know, they hit their lending oh, yeah. limit. That, oh, yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm telling you right now, we have clients calling us left and right. Help me find a bank that will get me PPP, and I will leave Wells Fargo. I don't short stocks ever, but I'm telling you right now, if I did, that's probably one. Because, I mean, think about, so the the past acts from the people who did what they did, you know, the federal government put a lending limit requirement on them, and whether they should or should not continue that through this crisis, personally, I think they should remove it, because all you're really doing is punishing us, right? If we had a bank account with them, they're not punishing the bank, they're punishing us. Um, That's my personal opinion, but I... I wouldn't be no. I mean, there, there's they're going to lose a lot of that. customers. There's talk about that, but the bottom line is is that is that you can't get it from them. And if you make a switch and say, okay, I'm going to Coastal, the problem is is that you're they're taking care of their existing clients first. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the big thing that happened from when we taped the show, you know, the Treasury Department is putting the onus on the banks to know their customer. So if there's any fraud, like if you were a laundromat and you're really owned by a Russian company, well, they're going to make the bank eat that loan. So all bankers have pretty much said, hey, I'm only dealing with the people I know. Oh, that's so, interesting, too. I didn't know that. Yeah, so. I mean, so, you know, but look, these rules are changing daily. So, you know, I think the good news is that what the Trump administration is doing is they're being flexible, and I would suspect that, uh, cooler heads will prevail, and Wells will probably have the opportunity to make these loans at some point beyond $10 billion, which is nothing. Um, I, I think the lesson to be learned here is is that you probably want to have a good relationship with your bank, and one in which is reciprocal. Otherwise, you deposit money, you maintain balances, you use their services, and then when you need service you're the first in line and i'm not sure you're going to get that from a big bank just to be i don't think you are either quite frankly as a small businessman uh, our experience is is that we're rather uh, we'll tune around we're rather sophisticated and we have been jacked around more often by big banks who make promises and say they're going to do something and never follow through right i would agree and and look i'm you know I think this is going to be one of those scenarios where the, the, the bankers are really going to save our bacon, and so we might forget about the Great Recession <laughs> <laughs> to some degree. I certainly would, would look at a community bank, um, you know, and obviously I I like Coastal States Bank, but, but I also like Bindings Bank, and, you know, there's a lot of really good um, local com- local community banks where you can yeah, we have came that to relationship. This, we came to this decision about a year and a half ago or two. That, that that we were done dealing with big banks. Yeah, we were not. Whenever we needed some money for something, 
but they never quite could do it. Or the the strings attached to it. Oh right? yeah, we're yeah they wanted to control everything in our business. Yeah, no thank you. Yeah, so. no doubt. All right, we're going to stop here for a quick break. You're listening to Money Talks. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. It's impossible to know the future. But if things slow down, it helps to be prepared. This this is Money Talks. We're back. Money Talks. If uh, you guys have a question you'd like to get on the air, we'd love to hear from you. You can call us at 770-429-9166. If you call that number, you can ask for... Kelly Lynn or the radio show, she'll get your question and uh, get it to us. Or you can call our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166. The way it works, you uh, listen to our pre-recorded message. You record your question right behind it. We put the question on the air and then answer right behind that as well. Uh, or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, or you can go to Hensler.com, which is our website. We have lots of information downloaded. You might be able to answer your own question if it's a, a broad enough topic. Uh, we've got lots and lots of information. And we've got a special Corona page, so coronavirus yeah, that's, page. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought that was real interesting, Bill. Yeah, I mean, we've, we're, we're combing through these 800 pages of the uh, CARES Act and putting out, you know, how practical advice for people, how, how it will affect them. One thing, Gene, we were talking about, uh, earlier um, is the $1,200 that's going to be coming out, you know, within the next two weeks, I guess. Um, effectively, the CARES Act will give everybody, and I, I think it's up to 75 grand if you're single and 150 if you're married. Don't don't quote me on that number, but I think that's the the uh, uh, the dollar amount. So they're going to be paying it based upon your 2019 tax return. If you haven't filed a 2019 tax return, then they're going to look at 2018. Um, and if you don't normally file a tax return, they, they, if you go to irs.gov um, slash coronavirus, they've got a special form you can fill out um, to get 2019 filed quickly. But anyway, they're going to give each uh, individual person $1,200. Married is going to be 2400 And then each qualifying child will be receiving $500. Um, and this is where the sticky wicket comes in. So I believe, and I'm trying to find it here real quick, Gene. So if you're... If uh, you got college age dependent, you know students, uh, children, you know. Yeah, for example, if if the parents didn't file, haven't filed their 2019, they're not required to. Right. Okay. And so that college kids can file the 2019 and be eligible for that $1,200. Yeah, I mean, that's better than them getting the $500, right? So yeah. you got to do a little planning here. And here's yeah. another reason why, Gene, people need to hire us, because we're the geeks that actually read these these <laughs> these, these code sections. You don't and read them, and, and I don't read them, but we got geeks that do. Oh, no, I'm reading this, buddy. Let me tell are you. you? Yeah, who do you think's producing a lot of this? <laughs> are you now a geek? Well, <laughs> listen, <laughs> it takes a good crisis to get me back into doing real work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he put on his multicolored 
hat with a propeller on top. He is oh, officially yeah, I, a geek. I know he's he was he was working till midnight to try and figure out how to file that PPE oh, thing and everything. I was then working with uh, Jackie and uh, working with the bank and. and Oh, yeah, I got to tell you, you know, when's the last time you heard a banker working past 5 o'clock? So uh, these people yeah, were working well, late. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I feel for them. I mean, you got to think about how many how many clients like us they have that uh, uh, are just are just beating them to death. You know what I mean? So they are, uh, I feel for them. I mean, I appreciate what they're doing. So uh, we found a way to make Bill work and a way to make bankers work. Well, I never said I didn't work. I just I don't normally read this stuff. <laughs> you start reading it's these a, where are for our thals, you know, they, you know, lawyers write this stuff, right? Yeah. So well, that's true. Bill, don't sell yourself short though. You're on the front lines of this stuff all the time, talking to business owners, and this oh, yeah, is what yeah. they're most uh, interested in at the moment, yeah. right? Well, look, the, the, you really do need to talk to your tax advisor on this uh, situation with the kids. Um, so I think, Troy, what we need to do is just take a quick break. All Let's right. stop here for a quick break. We'll take a longer segment here towards the end. Uh, you listening to Money Talks? Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. When things go wrong, you're scared. Knowledge is power. There's a lot about this virus that we don't know. This is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here with Bill Laco and Dr. Gene Hensler. You're listening to Money Talks. If you would like to reach us, you can always give us a call, 770-429-9166. You can ask for Kelly Lynn to get your um, questions on the air. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you don't want to call in in that manner, you can email us. Dr. Gene at Hensler.com is our email address. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Hensler.com is our website. We've got lots of information downloaded there, even a coronavirus page. So uh, you can go and uh, check out uh, those matters of uh, financial uh, significance. Um, we have we've done a great job, we believe, of uh, trying to communicate with you in uh, ways that uh, business owners and individuals, investors, and whatnot can uh, can gain lots of information through our website. So, uh, Bill, we've got lots more to talk about here. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I wanted to cover again. A lot of what you'll find on the website is about the CARES Act currently. So, you know, we talked about PPP, and then there's the new. Um, emergency injury disaster loan <clears throat> that I encourage everyone to apply for, um, especially if your business has been hard hit and you may not qualify for PPP. Um, there, there are segments of the, of the employing population um, that do not qualify for PPP. Uh, That's correct. Um, so, so definitely do that. But there's a couple things I want to talk about, Gene. You know, we were talking about how to kind of, game the system, if you will, and be able to get the $1,200 versus $500 for your dependent college student. Um, but there's also some student relief uh, um, in this act for student loans. So one, the student loans, there's no interest um, accrual from March 13th, 2020 through September 30th, 2020. Okay. And And you don't have to make payments. What I would suggest you do, though, just because this is not all government 
uh, mandated is make sure you log into your account and that they're following the rules as they need to be. Um, sometimes you have to notify the lender. Uh, just with everything going on, I would want to make sure it's happening the way they say it, it's supposed to. The other unique thing is that you know normally you can give five hundred, excuse me, five thousand two hundred fifty dollars an employer towards education for your employees, so tax free. So if we send somebody to get a master's degree or PhD or whatever, Gene, we can we you know we we break that up in about five thousand dollars a year, so it's tax free to them and deductible to us. Right. The, the, the act now allows that five thousand two hundred fifty bucks from the employer to be paid on student loans. So, oh. so it's kind of a unique thing. If your employer offers that type of plan, you might want to have that conversation with them and say, hey, would you help me, you know, blah, blah, blah. So at the end of the day, it's tax-free money to the employee and still deductible to the employer. And there are tons of people out there have student loans. And so, uh, yeah. So there's some unique things. The other, the other unique scenario we talked about last week, Gene, was the, the mandatory withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to take it. But I do want to make sure that um, – uh, people remember that the qualified charitable deduction is still available. So, you know, one of the angles we were playing last year was you'd, you'd take the $100,000 out of your IRA and give it directly to a charity, a 501c3. And so it wouldn't count in your AGI and you wouldn't have to pay tax on it. And and um, so it was it's helpful, but you could still do that. I mean, so I know a lot of people are saying, well, I don't want to take this money out now. But think about it. If you're taking the money out now, you're probably taking it out at a lower cost, right? So the account value's down. So you're pulling a hundred grand out when the account value's down, so that when the account goes back up, it won't be as much. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but they're basing the mandatory withdrawal based upon account values, That's right? That's true. Yeah. So end of the year. Yeah, you're getting more than a hundred grand out. I guess is what I'm trying to say, Gene. You you got a better way of articulating that. Well, the, the the market fell after December 31st. Yes. But for this, for next year, you're going to reduce okay, the amount. Okay, yeah. For next year, they're going to use that December 30, uh, previous December 30th. Yes, but, but for the qualified uh, charitable di- distribution, yeah, you I, can pull I, the money out now and give it to a charity. It's not a taxable event to you. If you're yeah. still charitably inclined, there's no reason for the charity to suffer, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, there is and the they amount. are suffering, by the way. <clears throat> oh, 100%. But there is an advantage to you, Gene. So if I pull out, let's just say you had... Let's make up Coke. Yeah, Coke. Coke was trading for fifty dollars a share. Now it's yeah. trading for thirty. Well, to pull out a hundred grand worth of Coke, it's going to take more shares, right? Correct. So, so you've reduced the value of that IRA, and therefore the amount of tax you're going to have to pay down the road. I guess yeah. that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think that this is any reason for people who are taking money, who are taking their mandatory withdrawals, to stop taking them if they're giving them away. Right. No, I think it's probably wise to remember you can't just take that money and put it in your account. No, you have it's got to go, it's gotta go no, directly no. to right. the charity. Yeah, and I think Gene and, and Bill, myself, we have our own little 501c3, so if you guys want to make that donation <laughs> directly to Hensler Laco <laughs> Foundation or something, yeah, you know, go. just dollar, making that up. Dollar bill. Dollar bill. Yeah, for over, for over the church of dollar bill. <laughs> for overprivileged old white guy. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a charity. Yeah, he didn't either. Yeah. We're, we're making one <laughs> up right now. There is now, Troy. There is now. <laughs> All right. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. You got a, you got a joke. Now, no now Troy, you, you were telling me a story I, at the break that yeah. the listeners have to understand so, this. This is another reason right here, Gene, 
why you hire us. The, okay, right without here. a doubt, yeah. So uh, what's happened is, I, I mean, anybody at this point that's never heard of Zoom is probably living, uh, they're, they're uh, taking shelter under a rock well, at Gene the moment. Well, ask knows what Zoom is. Well, okay, so Dr. I know I know what Zoom is. Do I use it? No. Okay, so it's a, it's a technology that we've been using to teleconference and, and uh, video conference and, and have meetings uh, while we are all sheltering in place. So uh, the stock, while the market had fallen about 20%, the stock in Zoom uh, had gone up about 50% because, uh, you know, when you when you have the need to use it, they've always got these upgrades and uh, they've been selling like crazy. So uh, Zoom video is uh, video communications. Ticker symbol ZM has been going like nuts. However, there is another company called Zoom Technology. This Zoom Technology's ticker symbol is Z-O-O-M. That stock has not filed a financial since 2015. <laughs> People have mistakenly been buying Z-O-O-M. The stock in that company is up 240% in the same time period that the real technology is up 50%. So the SEC had to step in and halt trading for 14 days on ZOOM. This, as Bill said, is the reason, number one, you do your homework, or number two, you give us a call. That number again, is <laughs> 770-429-9166. Uh, but it's not the first time it's happened. Back before uh, Snap, you know, the Snapchat went into, right. into play. Uh, there was a similar situation. There was a company called uh, Snap Interactive. And uh, before the IPO, IPO of Snapchat, people were already in buying this Snap Interactive, thinking that they own Snapchat. I, it happens way too often just to be a fluke. But, again, do your homework. This is a, this is a, a public announcement from your Hensler Financial Research Department. <laughs> you got to do so, your homework. So, Gene... <laughs> talking of of uh, this type of stuff, how do you think this economy is going again? Well, I, I, uh, Troy and I were chatting off the air, and I, I, I think that the easiest place to start is hairdressers and barbers. If you want to talk about, and people who do your nails, now if you want to talk about the concept of pent-up demand... <laughs> I suppose that's true. <laughs> it's not. You suppose it's true. <laughs> well, you're talking to a bald guy. You're talking to a bald guy. The long-haired look of the 70s is back. Yeah, <laughs> whether we wanted it that way or not. But that would be the easy way. Capital's in place. People are ready to work. And it's an instant start. Yeah, it's a relatively low cost uh, business anyway. I mean, you got well, to have that make, talent. But does that make the assumption that the next is retail? Well, uh, hold on. Let's let's go back yeah. to the. Does that make the assumption we're not social distancing or what? Well, do you think <laughs> about it? My barber's chairs in my barber shop are over six feet apart. Yeah, but the barber touching your hair in six feet from you. Well, my guy's got longer. He's Will Chamberlain. <laughs> His hands are still touching your head. Hello. Hey. You're a PhD, right? He comes in and, he comes in and gets the thermometer test. Okay. Well, that's what I'm curious hey, about, I'm willing, right? I mean, I'm willing to take my chances with him. Yeah, okay? I get it. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I don't, I don't know that we're quite there yet. We have been seeing cases, new cases uh, begin to fall. Um, but the, the thing is, we need to start thinking about just what is the first step. And I know, you know, we've, uh, we've never seen this. Dr. Gene, I think I asked you, you've never seen the government, any government, forcibly shut down their own economy. Uh, and then try to restart it and how that works. But uh, we are getting some indications as to how it was done in China. Well, I, of course, I you if you can Sweden believe that. Doing it, and what they're doing is, is they're, they're putting the kids, like, from the third grade on down back to school. And because of that, the parents can go to work. Right. Uh, so you're looking at kids that are what eight or nine somewhere in that ballpark? Yeah, probably ten and below. And, I and uh, that they've got where the uh, older kids can theoretically stay home by themselves, and that's that's their first relief valve. So people can who also who may be working from home, but pretty damn inefficient inefficient because the kids are around. Right. To to start the economy, I know if we're looking for simple things. Look around and see what other people are trying. It seems to be working. Yeah, and I think uh, the the virus having taken hold in other places well before it became a U.S. issue, um, you know, we will have um, better uh, better evidence of what has been working in in certain places in Europe and definitely in in Asia. Uh, maybe we could look at South Korea or Hong Kong. Uh, well, you know, and the next thing I say is retail, because, hey, listen, I can go up to Home Depot today and buy plants. Right. And stay six feet apart from people and do that. Why can't I go to Bed Bath & Beyond and exactly. stay six feet apart? Yeah, I think what some uh, Austria is one of those countries that's also being held out as a good example, and and uh, what they're talking about is is in two week phases. You know, the first one is just as you're talking, get retail going, uh, but you have to wear a mask. You have to if you're yeah, on transportation. That that. Yeah, the public transportation, you must wear a mask. You must continue to keep your distance. So they couldn't let the train cars fill up like they do in uh, in a lot of the uh, urban areas, but. Uh, I think where it differs from what you're talking about is one of the last things they're saying is allow bars and restaurants to open for business. It's like uh, six weeks out before <clears throat> they get to that step once they do start opening the economy back up. It's uh, We haven't heard anything, uh, at least I haven't, in the U.S. as to the plan, and I don't know that we're ready for it quite yet, but uh, I do think that it's interesting uh, to think about and, and probably something that we will see more of in the coming days. Um, as far as uh, businesses, we still have to get their cash flow going, and Bill, that's what you're talking about. Maybe yeah. in the next week or so, that'll be the first step for real, is to make sure that everyone can can cover the absolute expenses, you know, utilities, I'd like payments. See, uh, I'd like to see what this economy looks like when the small businesses get these loans and when this $1,200 gets out into people's pockets. Yeah, you know, and, and, and then I think we can make some judgments. Right. I, How I, do people I, react to that? Yeah, I talked about it last week, and, and you know what was interesting to me is the, the uh, current situation uh, when it comes to the consumer sentiment surveys doesn't seem to be bad. What is expected is... 
uh, and this is this is evident in that polling as well, it, it's expected that the economy is going to get worse. Now, I did see a number this week. Uh, I forget the name of the, the survey it was, but it actually showed uh, the consumer seems a little more hopeful this week than they did last week that we could have uh, a, a pretty reasonable rebound in economic activity at least within a year. So, uh, you know, anytime you keep the consumer's sentiment high, I think that's what we wrote on, you know, in, in uh, 2019 to show us a 31.5% increase in stocks as as well as, you know, companies giving back uh, cash to investors and whatnot. But uh, uh, the consumer was definitely the strong point in the economy. And Well, you know, hey, uh, let me give you just an anecdotal piece. I go up. Because I'm a gardener, and I go up to About the Home seconds, Depot up Gene. here. I go up to the Home Depot here early in the morning, first people out there, take a look, if you got a new plant, they don't, I go home. If I do, I go in, and there's a mask there and all this sort of rot. It's 7.30 in the morning, the place is packed with construction, people buying stuff. Yeah, yeah. Consumers are definitely spending. I dealt with a guy this week as well who was saying the same thing. People are spending on their home. Thanks yep. for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. Enjoy it, guys. Thanks, Dr. Gene. Hold on. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.